Entrepreneurs Over 40, episode 66, with Howie Zales talking about broadcasting and live streaming corporate events. Staying calm, even keeled, and relaxed in tense situations when things are technically going wrong during a setup or even during an actual live show, the calmer you stay and the more relaxed you stay, the better decision and the quicker decision you can make to avoid a problem or to get yourself out of the problem. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40, the show for somewhat mature entrepreneurs and side hustlers. And now your host, Greg Mills. Our guest today is an Emmy Award-winning cameraman who turned his passion for television broadcasting into several entrepreneurial endeavors. He created HJZ Productions, Inc. in 2000 to address the need for professional-level sports staffing in the New York market. In 2019, he and his team founded Veridity Entertainment Services, Inc., or VES, to offer best-in-class, broadcast-quality live streams with professional sports shows and concerts. VES also produces corporate meetings and events. In addition, he took his love of the television production business and created the TV Sports Course, a hands-on training for the next generation of television crew professionals. Without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Howie Zales. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. It's good to have you, Howie. Thank you for having me, Greg. I appreciate it. Now, can you take a few moments and fill in the gaps from that intro and bring us up to speed with what's going on in your world today? Sure. I started out as as a camera operator shooting local sports in the New York metropolitan area. And then I had a few lucky breaks and I made the best of them. And I started shooting for NBC Sports, the network. And I did Kentucky Derbies, Olympics, Super Bowls, you name it. If it's aired on TV, I've pretty much shot it. And I also spent the same amount of time over 20 years shooting for the World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. I've traveled the world many times over. I've had the great fortune to do that, and I've seen a lot. And I've had the opportunity to work in many great places with great people. Yeah, you probably remember when it was the WWF. Yes. Now, do you come from an entrepreneurial background at all? Did anybody no, in your I family? No, nope. no one in your family had their own business. Nope. My father worked for the same business for most of his career. Maybe my dad's dad, but I never met him, had a business. Years and years ago, he passed away before I was born, but no, not really. So it could have been passed down through the DNA, but no knowledge imparted, so to speak. No, unfortunately. Now, you were a cameraman for a number of years and still are primarily in the sports field. Yes. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an so. Yeah, and I love to. I prefer talking than writing. I I love doing the. I love being on podcasts and speaking to people and learning new things and, you know, just trying to inspire people with my story. You know. Okay. So you know, being a cameraman that focuses on sports events sounds like a dream job. How'd you get your start? How'd you break into that field? Yeah. Good question. Well, in 11th grade in high school, you know, I I needed an elective. I needed one more class for my schedule and the course description was TV production and then a field trip to being in New York, NBC Studios and 30 Rock in New York City to to get a tour of NBC Studios and to watch a TV show being taped. And I was like, how bad can that be? 
and I already had this love of sports. I wanted to play professional baseball. So why not? Right. And immediately I fell in love and I knew that I was going to combine my love of sports and my new passion, television, into a career. And I only applied to colleges that had hands-on TV production programs. Okay. Just out of curiosity, how close were you to being able to do that, become a pro baseball player? Were you not that close? Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. A lot of people aren't. But I made it to Yankee Stadium where I wanted to play in another way. So (laughs) I was still happy about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and you're the type of guy that would appreciate your job. It's not like, oh God, I got to go to another sporting event. I would appreciate it as well, particularly Gamecock football. Yeah. So I can't imagine you've probably covered any of their games. I have. I used to shoot all of Notre Dame's home games. So I think they've played each other over the years. So, yes. Yeah, I think I think we played uh, played them once or twice. So, yeah. And we got Lou Holtz from there. So that mm-hmm. was a good pickup. You've got a successful podcast in the Howie Zales Show. You've got a full-service nationwide sports crewing business in HJZ Productions, a video production company in Veridity Entertainment. So when do you sleep and yes. how do you get it all done? <laughs> well, I have, I do have help. I kind of focus in the areas of the businesses where I know, you know, I stay in my lane in my three, 3% and, and I have some good help. I have someone that helps run HJZ. That, that the business side of that, I have someone that runs Veridity, the business side of that, and I kind of float between all. To answer your question, like, how do I get it done? I was like, I don't micromanage every part of all the businesses. I only do the parts of the business that I'm good at, my, okay. you know, quote, zone of genius, you know? Okay. Yeah. How did you initially... F- find that niche down to it because obviously as a business owner you would be or at least it's very tempting to try to manage everything and that's where people fail yeah how are you smart enough to figure that out and to find that right and you know over the years i tried doing that and you make mistakes mistake and mistakes cost money, so you don't want to do that. And when I decided to go full-time entrepreneur, I hired a business coach and went to a lot of masterminds, and I kind of learned that, you know, they said. And I think that was one of the questions I asked, because my business coach had like 10 businesses. I'm like, how do you find the time? How do you know when to work on which business? What time of day? And he said, I just concentrate in the areas that I'm good at. And, you know, I was like... That makes a thousand percent of sense to me. Yeah, and hire out the rest and surround yourself with yep. smart people. I, if, I I always say if I'm the smartest person in the room, then we have a big problem. I try to surround myself with people that are way smarter than I am, in, no matter what the subject area is. So, yeah, I'm not the smartest person in the house right now, and it's just me and the dog. Yeah. So I'm with you, man. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. I had to look up the meaning of veridity. According to Merriam-Webster online, it seems to mean the quality or state of being green or naive innocence. Yes. Why did you choose that name? Great question, and it's a good story. So I went to a mastermind, and we had this idea for this business, and we were looking for a name. 
And when I say we, I mean my wife and I, Jen and I. And they were talking about, you know, when things go really bad in life and business and when people react quickly and when things are bad, it's called being in the red zone, right? And you make an emotional decision and you get very heated quick. If things are going really well and you have a good sale or something and you react really positively, you, it's called being in the blue and you could make an emotional reaction based on that. But if you stay even keeled, good or bad, no matter what the situation is, it's called being in the green zone. And I'm like, that's my personality. No matter what really happens, even if I get upset, my upset is not most people's upset. I just kind of, I'm even keeled. So we were looking for a word that kind of described green and we didn't want it to be associated with money because that sound, sounded obnoxious. So we got the dictionary thesaurus out and look for a word that meant green. And we came up with veridity. I imagine in your job, you've had a lot of stressful situations mm -hmm. where your personality probably helped you out a good bit. Yes. Did, or have you always been that way or was that something you learned as a skill? Yeah, I've pretty much always been a relaxed person. Is there a story that you can share with us where that kind of, that helped you out a good bit? Yeah, I, I, it happens on a on a, almost on every show that we do because we deal a lot with technology, right? And yeah. a lot can go wrong, and mistakes cost money. So <clears throat> everything has to be thought out and planned. And staying calm, even keeled, and relaxed in tense situations when things are technically going wrong during a setup or even during a, a, an actual live show, the calmer you stay and the more relaxed you stay, the better decision and the quicker decision you can make to avoid a problem or to get yourself out of the problem if you're in the middle of a live broadcast. You really can't make a good decision if you're raging about something or if you're worrying, you know, stressing about right. it. Okay. Right. So you started HJZ Productions back in 2001 and Veridity Entertainment Services in 2019. What was, what made you start both companies? It seems like Veridity Entertainment would compete with HJZ Productions. Yeah, I started HJZ in 2001 because I knew I needed a backup to carrying a camera around on my shoulder. What if I got hurt? What if I, what if I was not doing a good job and I couldn't find work? I always wanted to have a backup plan. And so HJZ was my backup plan. And throughout the years, it kind of grew. And once the unions became involved, it grew even more. And then we hired someone to kind of take over a lot of my job responsibilities, which was payroll and dealing with employees because we had a lot of employees. We grew more. And then in 2019, we saw the need with, the, with a lot of the employment laws, especially in the state of New York, that we can offer a service to our clients that were bringing workers into the state of New York that we would handle the payroll for them. So we saw this need and we wanted to keep it separate from our HJZ employees because of unions and things like that. So we started Veridity and then the pandemic happened and <laughs> everything was shut down. Nothing like having good timing, is there? Do you find the two businesses competing with each other? No, all? they don't because Veridity kind of... And I kind of went back to how I handle the businesses. 
HJZ stays in its lane dealing with union crews and union shows and that's concerts and sporting events. And Viridity stays in its lane dealing with anything that's live streamed, whether it's concerts that are live streamed, sporting events that are live streamed, corporates, corporate meeting at, at meetings and events that are live streamed or interviews, depending on what it is. So we kind of, they're two kind of separate entities. Okay. How has broadcasting changed over the past year or so? Oh, okay. Yeah, broadcasting has changed in the sense that people don't watch television how they used to watch TV, yeah. uh, especially the younger generation. I mean, my kids are playing a video game. They're watching their device. They have another thing over here. So people are really not watching television the way they used to. A lot of people record it, record what they would like to watch and watch after the fact. And now a lot of things are being, you can watch an event and a part of that event can also be streamed to adding contents or separate pieces of content to the same event. Whether you're you know, watching a boxing match right on TV, you can stream all the other cameras independently of that boxing match. That's just one example, right? Okay. And streaming has really taken, and streaming also offers events, sporting events that don't have the money to be broadcasted, the opportunity to be distributed. So <clears throat> because it costs less money to show up with, different this different type of equipment smaller college events or smaller other type of events can now be broadcasted because it costs less money to do so okay now were they broadcasting were they hosting their files i guess are they doing it themselves are they doing it via youtube or vimeo or yeah some it, combination it, it, thereof yeah, could, if you have a content delivery network, right? We own, we have a content delivery network, so we could stream it to our network. We embed the network on your website, and it could be streamed. That's how that's how we do it. You can go to YouTube, it, you know, YouTube and Facebook and things like that. There's a lot of copyright issues with, especially if you use music. So we like to stay away from that. That's why we like to use our content delivery network and stream to a website. So, you know, I'm a CEO and I don't understand that. I could see me wanting to use, you know, Survivor's Eye of the Tiger or something coming out. Yeah. That's, and YouTube kind of frowns on that. Yeah. So, okay. And you mentioned your children. How old are they? 19, 18, 17, 15. Right? If you'd had five or six year old little boy or little girl running around, why do you have a job? Why don't they just po point their phones at it? Right, right. Do you ever see that as a threat to your job? No, because they, one, they don't have the camera lens that a real camera, professional camera has. The audio on phones is horrible. There's no microphone that can plug into an iPhone that can give you the same quality as, you know, a professional microphone. It's and it'll never be there, right? The zoom, when you zoom in on an iPhone or another type of phone, you lose, you know, it, it, you lose it, the resolution and everything goes down when you zoom in and becomes blurry and out of focus. That doesn't happen when you have a professional camera. Okay, I could see that. Now, why do you think that, that doing video content is so hard for both pe individuals and for companies? 
Yeah, because technology is scary. People don't know how to operate it. And the internet and IT is a big part of what we do. And if you don't know a lot about it, there's a lot of ways you can get in trouble. And, um, you know, producing video and making it look professional is an art, right? You don't want to have a corporate meeting and have cameras panning left and right off the speaker or have the wrong slides up. It just looks unprofessional. So you want to go out and hire a company like ours that can help produce in collaboration with your company an event that is, you know, that could be broadcast on TV. That's the quality of it. Have you had any embarrassing or unforeseen moments in any of the videos that you've done? I've had several accidents. I've gotten hit in the head with a line drive baseball at Shea Stadium where the Mets used to play. I've gotten run over on the football field two or three times. I've had at least three concussions that I can count. Oh, wow. Uh, I've... Of doing wrestling i got hit many times ended up with bloody you know blood coming out of you know different parts of my face it's just it happens how do you advise a business to integrate video into their content strategy or do you get that granular yeah no we do we tell companies you know you got to use video to help get your message out there because uh there's a way to do it and getting your message out there using video, using slides helps get, you know, get your message out there to your employees worldwide. It's better than just having a conference call and having everyone dial in, having a produced, a video produced to get that word out there, whatever it is that you're trying to get out there. It's just a more interesting, better way to do it. Okay. more compelling video content. What are some tips and tricks that a company could use to create more compelling video content? Yeah, if you don't want to do it yourself, hire a company that does this. If you do want to do it yourself, you know, invest in a good camera with lenses and you want to have good lighting. You don't want the subjects to be dark that you're interviewing or shooting or talking about and you want to have good audio, having bad audio is useless. You might as well not produce the piece if you're not going to be able to hear perfectly what you know, you're trying to get across. So my advice to most companies would be go out and hire a third party that does this on a regular basis, kind of like what our company does. Okay. Now, do you, how granular do you get? video recording or the video event, do you actually plot it out for them, help them yeah, generate content? We can work with companies creating what we call a run of show, an ROS. It's basically like an Excel document spreadsheet, and every minute of the event is accounted for. This person is going to speak from 9 a.m. to 9.10, and at 9.04, we're going to roll this video, and then that video, and then we're going to have a series of 15 slides and we give a clicker to the speaker and then they press a button and it lets us know when to advance the slide. So we basically create in conjunction with the client a run of show. So everyone is on the same page of what's going to happen when. Who do you normally end up interfacing with in these companies? Is it 
the CEO, the IT department, marketing, or who normally handles that? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the marketing department people that are in charge of getting the content out there for the client, what PR department. Then we'll if we're doing the events at the company's location, if it's not a hotel, then we'll deal with, we'll bring in the IT department as well. We'll usually go before the event and do what we call a site survey, mm-hmm. make sure that the internet is where we need it to be in terms of speed. We'll scout the location to see if we need to bring in any any lighting, where are we gonna place the cameras? Do we need, what, else, what other equipment do we need to bring in to help make the event? as professional looking as possible? Do we bring in teleprompters for the speaker so they don't have to be looking down at their notes? How can we make this look as professional as possible? What type of bandwidth do you need for live streaming and for just video recording? Yeah, we would like at least minimum 100 upload speed. Sometimes companies have that, sometimes they don't. What if they don't? Do y'all use like a Wi-Fi or do you just insist that they up it at that point? Or how does uh, that, how do you go about yeah. that? We ask them to up it if it's possible for the event. If it's not, we bring in bonded cellular solution. Now, do you have any favorite stories of how your companies have been able to help somebody in their business? Yeah, we've been able to, you know, get our... I guess our first one of our first projects was our client needed to interview nine baseball players in nine separate cities. And the big problem with that is the interviewer couldn't leave her home. And how are we going to achieve that? So we managed to come up with these contributor kits. They're high-end laptops with cameras and ring lights and microphones. And we sent them to baseball players around the country. And for nine weeks, we did nine different interviews with this one interviewer and she never left her home. Wow. And no one had, you know, no one knew that it was completely virtual. We were able to do a home run, a little league home run derby live stream, 10, 10 boys on one night and 10 girls on another night. And it was a home run derby contest that was completely live streamed. And that was pretty cool. What are you working on right now that's new and exciting for you? Yeah, we're working on, we have a few live stream projects coming up in the next month or so. We, every September, our company donates our time and resources to the local synagogue in our area to produce the high holiday live stream services for the community. So that is something we do in September every year. And we're looking forward on hopefully doing some live shopping and sporting events in the next few months. Yeah. It seems like everything's starting to get back relatively normal, at least as far as COVID goes. Is there any book or resource that you would recommend to move someone to either start their business or move it to the next level? Yeah. You know, my business coach, Chris Cooling, was very instrumental in helping me. He has a book, Man Up which was, you know, really helped me a lot. So, yeah. What was that? I'm sorry. I didn't catch that again. It was Koolian's book, Man Up. Okay. Uh, Bedros was my business, my business coach. Okay. Well, that brings up an interesting question. How'd you, how did you come up? How did you meet him? Through a mutual friend. I went to a few masterminds with him and someone else, uh, Steve Eckhart. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I went to three masterminds and I said, you know, I think I've gotten everything I can get out of these 
<clears throat> events looking for something more. And I knew he had a coaching program. And so I signed on. Okay. Is there a piece of software or an app that you find indispensable in your business? Yeah, we use we use VMix, which is a professional broadcast software. That's how we do our live streams. It's basically having a TV truck in your computer. And we've developed a pretty great workflow with a team that we're managed that we managed to basically keep all remote. Lastly, what's the number one piece of advice that you can give to our listeners? Number one piece of advice for me is trust your gut. I, I always go with my gut instinct, but I need to make a decision. I don't sit and hem and haw about it. I, I make this, the decision and I go with it. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, Howie, for being a guest on Entrepreneurs Over 40. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate your time. Check out the newly redesigned Entrepreneurs Over 40 website at www.entrepreneursover40.com. While you're there, sign up to get updates from us. Also, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss any other episodes. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check us out at entrepreneursover40.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory.